Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. In December of 2020, federal agents Lindsay and Ura approached Mr. Jeremy Brown at his home and asked him if he would be a paid informant for the government. They asked him to infiltrate some groups they were looking at involving concerns they had about an event in January. Mr. Brown recorded this conversation, and instead of working for the government on January 6th, He went on as many media outlets that would have him, starting in March of 2021, and played the recording. He named the agents and exposed what they wanted him to do. So, it's no big deal. We decided to come out. I've worked with JTTF before. It's done. Okay. Um, You might in the future. So, see, there you have it. Well, you might in the future. So, we don't care which way you lead. Right. We just want to make sure that... We're not targeting anybody, and nobody's going to get hurt over the outcome in January. We love to hear from you. And again, I'm not—I can't make any promises, but like you provide information and prevent something big. The government pays for that. We think that we can help you, you can help us, and we can definitely on this side of things less aggravation. You're one of 19 people that we're going to knock on the door and say they're not home, or they are home, and we're like one of 19 people. These two guys, not not the. Not the 58 other agents that he's about to explain that there's 60 of them in Tampa. But I'm just one of 19. As a result of his righteous actions, the government had him arrested after an illegal search of his home on September of 2021. And after nearly two and a half years in federal prison, Jeremy has filed for an appeal. Jeremy's legal team is presenting forensic evidence that show the unregistered explosive grenades and the national defense documents that Jeremy was said to have illegally been in possession of were planted in his home by government agents during an illegal search. The first thing the agents did when they entered Mr. Brown's home for their search was turn off all 14 recording devices, and none of these agents had any functioning body cameras. The only person recording was Jeremy's girlfriend, who recorded the arrest by Agent Lindsay and Ura, who instructed her to stop recording, which she did. They were very deliberate in making sure nothing was recorded during their search. During this search, they allegedly found two explosive grenades and a CD containing national defense documents, items that Mr. Brown denied knowing anything about. The grenades were tested for DNA and the FBI's own experts found two male specimen DNAs on the grenades, none of which were from Jeremy Brown. They found a dog hair underneath one of the grenades. Mr. Brown has two dogs, so the FBI got a search warrant, took over 50 samples from his dogs, and determined that the hair on the grenade was not from his dogs. They found a carpet fiber on the tape around one of the grenades, so they get another search warrant cut out pieces of Jeremy's carpet and compare the fibers to the one that was found with the grenade, and they determine it was not a match. Criminal counts 6, 7, 8, and 9 were allegedly found on a compact disc that they claim Mr. Brown carried with him through the deserts of Kuwait and Afghanistan for 17 years, and yet there isn't a scratch or a hint of discoloration on it. 
in August of 2022, there was a trace done on that CD to see when it was uploaded. And the evidence shows that Mr. Brown did not have the CD or the two grenades in his possession. They were planted by crooked agents working for a criminal state that has locked up and tortured scores of innocent men and women for a planned false flag event that they orchestrated with so many federal assets that they lost count. This criminal state is now threatening to go after everyone who was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, no matter if they were in the Capitol or on Capitol grounds. While we are still somewhat free, let us support Jeremy Brown in his legal efforts so that he can free himself and continue to fight for American freedom. Greg Reese reporting. All right, folks, as the latest from Greg Reese. Basically busted red-handed. The FBI framing Jeremy Brown defense team to prove agents planted evidence on Jeremy Brown. Major story shared at band.videoinfowars.com. We'll be back on the other side with your daily dispatch. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's Friday, January 19th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. we do something a little bit different today. Although, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about going full-fledged into this, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to do it halfway through the show. We're, we're trying something new here. We may very well be the first terrestrial radio show to attempt to incorporate Twitter spaces fully into the program. Obviously, we take a lot of phone calls on this show, and that's not going to change. In fact, we're going to go ahead and give out the phone number nice and early today to take phone calls throughout the whole show. But we want to, in addition to taking shows in the traditional way, bring in Twitter spaces. So if you have a Twitter account, you can tune in on spaces, you can request to speak, and you can comment to let us know what you want to talk about, and then we can bring you up on stage, as it were, and take phone calls that way. And we did a little test of this yesterday. In fact, we have a new American Journal Twitter account that I encourage you all to follow. It's at InfoWarsJournal, at InfoWarsJournal. On Twitter, that'll be the official American Journal Twitter feed, and we'll go live on that, or maybe we'll go live on mine. We did a test yesterday and and worked out the kinks, and as soon as we were done with the test yesterday, I was just hugely confident, like, yeah, that was awesome, that was super fun, we'll have to do that for the whole show tomorrow. And getting in this morning, it's like, well, do we really, do I really know how to do this? (laughs) Is it it really going to work? So we'll give it a try. We'll give it a try a little bit uh, later in the show opening up spaces and uh, having, it, having it be a big round table. It's very different than taking calls. I don't know what it is about it, but you can have multiple people on and just the, I think the people that are going to call in are going to be different on spaces than on the phone line. So if you want to participate, go now and follow at InfoWars Journal or follow me at Harrison H. Smith and we'll, we'll kick it off at some point uh, during the show today. We have a lot to talk about, but like I said, we'll be taking your phone calls for most of the program and lots of videos to show you from the World Economic Forum and elsewhere. 
and it'll be a very good show. And again, we'll give out the phone number probably in maybe in this segment. Maybe we'll just kick it right off the bat with phone calls. No, no. Instead, let's kick it off like we always do with our daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your daily dispatch for Friday, the 19th of January, 2023. From Infowars.com, no more research on cell phone radiation and human health, government says. The National Toxicology Program has no plans to further study the effects of cell phone radio frequency radiation on human health, even though the program's own $30 million study that took about 10 years to complete in 2018 reported evidence of cancer and DNA damage. The NTP said in an updated January 2024 fact sheet that it was abandoning further investigation because the research was technically challenging and more research intensive than expected. I'm sorry, what? The uh, They're abandoning further investigation because it's too hard? Is that what they're saying? It's too hard. It was too technically challenging and more resource intensive than expected. Okay, so you studied for 10 years, you figured out that it causes cancer and damages DNA, but to continue study, it's just just too hard, so you're just not going to do that anymore? Wow, color me suspicious. For decades, the NTP has been the premier governmental testing program for pharmaceuticals, chemicals, and radiation, according to Dara Davis. Ph.D. MPH, a toxicologist and epidemiologist who served on the board of scientific counselors for the NTP when it was launched in the 80s. Commenting on the news, Davis said it is the ultimate arrogance and folly to stop doing research on this major growing environmental pollutant precisely when we have ample evidence of harm. Davis has authored more than 200 peer reviewed publications in books and journals ranging from The Lancet to the Journal of the American Medical Association. In February 2023, she and her colleagues published a review of more than 200 studies that linked wireless radiation to negative biological effects, including oxidative stress and DNA damage, cardiomyopathy, cardio, uh, I'm sorry, carcinogenesis, sperm damage, memory damage, and neurological effects. we're We're being bathed in poison waves. They will soon publish a major new article in Environment, Science, and Policy for Sustainable Development Journal about new science on RFR and call for precautions, he said. Davis, who's also the founding director of the Board on Environmental Studies and Toxicology of the U.S. National Research Council at the National Academy of Sciences and the founder and the president of Environmental Health Trust, called out the U.S. government for failing to ensure that wireless radiation is safe. And of course, we know it's not safe. We even have stories out of California where there was a kindergarten or a preschool that was located just under a 5G tower, and like 10 kids got brain cancer from going to the school. This isn't like a speculation, and it's not some minor thing. It's brain cancer. So that's kind of horrifying that they're discontinuing government research into this, as after all, isn't this the type of the thing? Is this the type of thing government should be doing? Is there any world where private research will make up for this shortfall? Absolutely not. Obviously, the companies aren't going to research their own products and publish findings that their devices give you brain cancer. It's not exactly in their interest. Wouldn't be a great investment for them. Apparently, the government's just decided it's too hard. It's too tired to do this. We were going to keep researching the 
DNA destruction and yeah, cell phone tower shut down at elementary school after eight kids are diagnosed with cancer in mysterious cluster. And of course, they're putting 5G you know, relay stations on every light pole in your neighborhood. So it's, it's one of these, you know, it's just another one of these things. I went on a rant about this on the war room when I was hosting. But back to the gay frogs rant from Alex Jones. That's absolutely been proven true, 100%, obviously. And I point out that there's like one or two words in that rant that gives everybody the wrong impression. He says, they are putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay, right? They are putting chemicals. So the way he says it, it sounds like they're doing it on purpose, which to most people sounds ridiculous. Now, if you were to explain in a scientific way that a chemical runoff unintentionally spills into waterways and causes hormonal changes in the wildlife there, people would say, yes, of course, that makes perfect sense. But when you say they are putting chemicals in the water that turn the frogs gay, well, suddenly it's like you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Why would they do that? Why would they want to do that? But just like atrazine, just like with the 5G research, when you actually look into this, you realize that these companies are being very deliberate about the harm they're causing. They are purposefully covering it up. Or, for example, you have company after company spending millions upon millions of dollars lobbying against regulations or government research that would prove their products were dangerous. So you're, you don't spend millions of dollars lobbying against investigation if you don't know you're doing anything wrong. Right? If you didn't realize that the chemical runoff was turning all the frogs gay, and then you wouldn't fund a million dollars in lobbying to prevent the government from finding that out. And same thing happens with like every other unsafe thing in the world. Cigarettes and cancer, right? You have cigarette companies 50 years ago lobbying very hard against having any research done into the health effects of cigarettes because they know very well that their cigarettes kill you. So they don't want you looking into it. So that's what's happening here. They know perfectly well the damage that 5G is causing, that cell phone radiation is causing. And why would they want to stop it? I mean, hell, you heard the list of things that this interrupts. It's things like your sperm count. You're telling you're telling me that the people who run the world who continuously tell us over and over as soon as they're overriding uh, message to everybody is there's too many humans we need less humans we need to stop having babies humans kill the earth why would they want to investigate something that seems to contribute directly to their desire to have people not be able to have babies not be able to have kids so again whether you say this is just a an honest mistake you know they just don't know what they're doing yeah, they don't realize that they're turning all the frogs gay or whether you understand that they know exactly the effects that all these things are having and they do it anyway because the effects are not negative to them. They are a beneficial side effect to the things that they unroll and you realize that we just live in a, in a sick world surrounded by things that are killing us and not exactly helping very much. So again – Oxidative stress, DNA damage, cardiomyopathy, 
carcinogenicity, meaning it causes cancer, sperm damage, memory damage, and other neurological effects. Neurological effects, right? So what happens is these, especially with 5G, the reason that there's so many 5G towers is because 5G is a short-range broadcast. It's extremely high-velocity uh, you know, vibrations in the waves, but they don't go very far. But the higher the velocity of the wave, the more it interacts with its surroundings, the more it uh, can be stopped by material you know, uh, interference, and the more it actually literally shakes the walls of your cells apart, causing the DNA damage and the uh, neurological interruptions. So I guess we're just not researching anymore. We'll just continue to use the items that are making us dumber and infertile and cancerous. Incredible. And as much problems as Europe has, this is one regard where they outdo America at every angle in terms of into the effects of cell phone radiation, how to mitigate them, whether there's a way to do things that can lower the effects on humans while still maintaining the speed and, and you know, capabilities of our communication network. They should continue to research this, and we should advocate that and continue to push for it as organizations like Children's Health Defense are. In fact, Miriam, uh, the director of Children's Health Defense, Miriam Ekinsfeld Garcia said this, quote, discontinuing government research because it is, quote, technically challenging and resource intensive is not what we expect from government agencies that are supposed to protect people from the harms of big industry. This research is is so important. uh, It is important so that people can make informed decisions when it comes to the use of technology. I mean, that's just such a pathetic excuse. That's just too hard. It's too it's too resource intensive. See, we got to spend a billion dollars on Scud missiles to Ukraine. We don't have the money to dedicate to your health. Well, we got more important things to take care of. We've got hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants that we have to pay for their health care, not yours. We can't do research into your health. We've got just infinite numbers of Mexicans to take care of. And that's actually a story. While I'm on it, just so you know, I'm not being baselessly bigoted. (laughs) My bigotry has a very, very distinct base. Migrant crisis plunges Denver's main public hospital deep into the red after patients receive $130 million of treatments they were unable to pay for. I'll remind you, Denver is smack dab in the middle of the damn country. Nowhere near a border, but about as far from a border as you can possibly get. But they are being overwhelmed with free health care they're handing out to illegal immigrants. Amazing. Denver's main hospital has provided care worth $136 million that they have not received compensation for, putting the institute at critical stage. A total of 8,000 migrants who came to the city from Central America have made around 20,000 visits to the health system, causing problems for Denver Health. These include trips for dental emergencies, mental health counseling, and childbirth. And they have no money and no insurance. I mean, my God. Mental health counseling. Can you imagine being an illegal immigrant and then showing up at the hospital being treated for a psychiatric problem and then just waltzing away having no money to pay? Incredible. 
$136 million. The rising cost coincided with the unprecedented number of immigrants who crossed America's border and arrived in Denver. Around 36,000 have arrived so far, many of them bus from Texas, with 18,000 deciding to stay. Denver Health CEO Donna Line said 8,000 migrants who came from the city to the city from Central America made around 20,000 visits to the health system. That, again, is just completely insane. That is completely insane. I've been to the hospital three or four times in the last three years, and each time it was because, well, twice my wife was giving birth, and then two other times you know, my kid was, was sick with something. But how do you have 8,000 illegal immigrants who visit the hospital 20,000 times in a single year? Oh, because they're deeply unhealthy? Is that why? I wonder if that's why. You know, that's not the only thing that uh, we have about Denver. I'll have to find this story. It might be too hard to find uh, right now. But there was a story earlier this week that I'll have to dig up. Or basically, it was just talking about the uh, sheer number of homeless people in Denver sleeping on the streets. Is this the one? City strained by migrant crisis, where obviously with the freezing cold weather that came earlier this week, a lot of concern about people unhoused who don't have homes to go to, especially in places like Colorado. And it was like the migrants are given five-star hotels while there's still thousands of American citizens sleeping on the street, wrapped in blankets, possibly freezing to death. But that's the modern American construction. You can freeze to death while the foreigner who has never contributed anything to this country and likely won't for a generation or two to come – Gets absolutely everything for free. So just remember, if you, like me, have some emergency, your child at an early age comes down with something, you have to spend four or five days in the hospital and walk away with a $30,000 bill that if you had just illegally crossed the country, if you had just been some Guatemalan from, you know, from Guatemala that uh, happened to arrive yesterday – be all free you they wouldn't even know where to send you a bill they wouldn't even know your name you just waltz right out of there just remember when you receive a, a hospital bill for tens of thousands of dollars that's your punishment for being an american citizen that's your punishment for doing things the right way and being responsible and law-abiding so you're being punished by our system for doing the right thing it's sort of all our system does punish the people doing the right thing give a leg up and a boost and endless protection and services to the people ruining it for the rest of us. Okay. Just so we're clear, just so we're perfectly clear. Moving on. Oklahoma bill targets furries in schools, threatens animal control. Oklahoma bill would require furries to be picked up from school by parents. I hate it. I hate everything. I hate, I have to cover this. I hate that furries exist. I hate that Oklahoma doesn't still belong to the Indians. Before 2024, Oklahoma legislative session begins, began, uh, thousands of bills were filed. Most never came close to becoming law. But one Oklahoma representative, Just, uh, Justin Humphrey, decided to file a bill targeting furries or people in a subculture interested in anthropomorphic animal characters in Oklahoma schools. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. It is a variation of a sickening sexual degeneracy, if you actually want to know the truth. No place in schools or life. Humphrey's bill, House Bill 30, 
84 would ban students who purport to be an imaginary animal or animal species or who engage in anthropomorphic behavior commonly referred to as furries at school from participating in class and school activities. The bill would require parents or guardians to pick up the school, pick up the students from school. But if parents are unable to pick the student up, the bill says, quote, animal control services shall be contacted to remove the student, <laughs> which is good, which is very funny. So got, no mascots? I got to no watch school see mascots? That. Hey, school mascots are an entirely different thing, okay? The gateway. No, no, not. It, the mascots are wholesome. Mascots, mascots are fun. Were you a mascot? I was. I was. A little secret for you. In middle school, I was a panda. And I got to hang out with the cheerleaders all day. It was great. So, no, I will defend the honorable tradition of mascotting, not this sick perversion it's turned into, okay? Yeah, we, we, we have a lot more to talk about. We're good. We'll get into some serious topics here. I'm going to give out the phone lines in uh, the next segment. We're going to take phone calls throughout the show. As soon as Chase Geyser decides to roll out of bed and help us run the spaces uh, set up, then we'll do that later in the show. So, uh if you want to do the spaces thing, go ahead and uh, hit up Chase Geyser right now. Go to his Twitter, Chase Geyser. Wake the hell up. We're trying to do spaces over here. So we'll try to do that uh, a little bit later. I'm very excited about doing the spaces. It's, it's a, a whole new frontier for us to tackle in a, a very fun way for the audience to uh, contribute even more than they normally do. I want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here as we continue to make fantastic and powerful changes to our programming, to the way that we operate, and hopefully to the world. We will rid the world of the furry menace. Wait. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. We have a lot to talk about today, but I want to be guided by the audience. So I'm going to go ahead and give out the phone number now. Taking your phone calls throughout the show, calling about any and everything. And I think today we'll go with uh, first-time callers. So if you're a first-time caller, call in and we'll go to you first. Unless you're that person that commented to me on Twitter 
that said you were on hold for a while and I promised you I'd go to you first? I'm going to find that tweet so I remember who you are. We'll go to you if you go call in first. But if you've called in, if never gotten on air, or have never called in, now's the time to call in. 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call now on American Journal for this open line Friday, the 19th of January. Like I said, we do have a a lot to talk about and a lot of uh, videos to get to, including more videos of Sean Strickland, who I am legitimately convinced should be crowned some sort of emperor. I I guess he's Canadian. I don't know. I hear people calling him Canadian. He was insulting Canadians quite a bit. Is that because he's Canadian? I'm just putting the videos in there now, guys, if you want to censor it, because he does curse a little bit. But it's, it's an inspiring thing. There's some news on uh, X as well. Adam uh, Autumn Groiper was uh, unceremoniously banned. And, of course, was Nick Fuentes' uh, alt. And it's a very sad thing. But it's almost laughable to me because every time Nick Fuentes creates an account, they eventually find it and delete it, and then he just makes another one. And there's a certain point if you have an audience or a group, a, a cadre that's involved, that's supportive, it, like, it doesn't matter if you get banned. It really doesn't. It might be a little inconvenient. It's annoying to have to rebuild your audience from zero. I think he was at like 45,000 followers. But the vast majority of Nick Fuentes content I see on Twitter is not from his own account, Right. All of it is from other people posting his videos. And then, you know, he's got a loyal following on Cozy and on Telegram. So, you know, the word will get out, whatever his new account is, and they'll go follow that. And it'll be right up to tens of thousands of followers in no time. It just represents to me a way to defeat censorship that is extremely effective. You don't have to like go away forever if you get banned. And if you have, and again, it's not just like one leader that everybody follows and that's sort of how it is with Nick. But if you have a group of people that are working together and stay in communication and have alternative modes of communication in case one gets banned, you go to the other, then you can just continually make new accounts, continually get the word out, spread to one another. So it really defeats their ability to censor you completely and kick you off the platform. Because there have been some accounts, especially back before Elon Musk got control, where it was like, when they were gone, they were gone. Because you didn't know who they were. You didn't have any other way of seeing their content. So like once their account gets banned, that's it for them. Even if they make a new account and sit there tweeting out, no, it's me, guys. No, I'm the guy that got banned. You guys used to love me. Like, no one's going to see it. It's not going to build traction. And so the censorship is effective. But if you can have networks outside of social media if you can use social media to network and then continue those networks outside of the social media then you can actually defeat censorship this way you can overcome it constantly so it's almost funny to me that they're playing whack-a-mole with nick fuentes knowing that he's just going to pop up it doesn't matter you can ban him ban him all you want he's going to pop up and by the way it's not only not going to slow down the content from Nick Fuentes, from all of the other groipers that are constantly posting clips of his. But it's actually probably going to increase 
because now they're going to double down and pump out even more. And yesterday getting on Twitter, it's like every single person I follow was retweeting the screenshot of uh, Autumn Groyper being banned. But that's not uh, the only news out of Twitter. Apparently a new X policy prohibits openly displaying and promoting adult content. The new policy applies to both monetization on X and platforms paid advertising products, uh, which is great and I think reflects a confidence that Elon Musk has because I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for like OnlyFans on X, which obviously is a pornography site. But usually if you've got pornography sites advertising on your platform, it means they're the only ones willing to advertise on your platform. It means you can't get other advertisers. So if you're banning all of those people, it means that, you know, it's not a necessity that you have to just take all the advertising you can get. Man, I'm loving this new uh, thing y'all are doing. Did y'all just put this together? How the, the article kind of flies by the camera? It looks like a documentary, but we're doing it live. I'm telling you folks, whether it's like setting up spaces yesterday or just when I say go to InfoWarsStore.com, you understand what it takes to run this place, right? The sophistication that goes into the equipment and the the direction of this show. I mean, I really can't say enough about uh, the skill of all of the crews here, but but especially ours, especially the American Journal crew. And I even, uh, yesterday I put out a, a video and uh, it had it had the crew doing the uh, sound effects and stuff. I don't know, man. This crew's just great. So go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. It's not, it's not easy to run these shows, uh, especially not with the skill and innovation that this crew constantly brings. So please do go to InfoWarsStore.com to show your appreciation for the boys. So yes, Postmillennial X has announced significant changes to its advertising policy, specifically addressing adult content and sensitive media. The new policy applies to both monetization on X and the platform's paid advertising products. Under the updated guidelines, X now prohibits the promotion of adult sexual content globally. This includes a range of content, such as pornography, full and partial nudity, enlargement and enhancement services, sexualized clothing, sex toys, and dating slash matching services focused on facilitating monetized sexual encounters or infidelity. So, yes, folks, X is now certifiably more <laughs> – hey, wait a second, post-millennial. X is now certifiably more virtuous than post-millennial. Sorry to say. Sorry to say for our radio listeners. We just zoomed in on the uh, advertisement to the side here. It says, men, try this Japanese technique in your bedroom. Don't do it, men. Don't do it unless you're Japanese. If you're Japanese, you have the genetic capability to do whatever they, it is they're suggesting you do. Otherwise, it's cultural appropriation. It's cultural appropriation. Do not culturally appropriate the sexual techniques of the Asians. But no, I was going to say X is now more moral than Walgreens or Walmart, who apparently think it's fine to have dildos on the shelves these days more moral than the New York Post or the New York Times or any of the other outlets who apparently all got a memo. A memo went out yesterday, and and it must have been marked urgent because on the same day, all at once, New York Post, New York Times, and some other major, I think New York, uh, 
newspaper all came out with basically the same story about how awesome being polyamorous is. Matt Walsh put this out. The memo has gone out. Three major media publications in the last week have published articles pushing polyamory. This is the new frontier in the war on the nuclear family, as some of us predicted 10 years ago. So, uh, yeah, New York Magazine, polyamory, a practical guide for the curious couple. How a polyamorous mom had a big sexual adventure and found herself on the New York Times. USA Today, swingers want you to know a secret. Swinging is not just about sex. And New York Post also had a story about this. Apparently something happened. Something's in the water in New York. And it's making everybody perverted. I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, polyamory is a lie. doesn't exist. It never has existed. It doesn't work, never has worked, and never will work. If you're curious about trying polyamory, break up with your significant other and go find somebody that makes you happy. That's the only answer. We'll be right back. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab, and you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man, just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. So Lindsay and Tobias finally took a hard look at their relationship. You know, Lindsay, as a therapist, I have advised a number of couples to explore an open relationship where, where the couple remains emotionally committed, but free to explore extramarital encounters. Well, did it work for those people? <laughs> no, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but... <laughs> but it might work for us. Well, we could give it a shot. Great, we'll hammer out the details later. Right now, we've got a daughter to tell. 
Yeah, that's uh, about how it goes, and it goes about as well as uh, you would expect. So why, why are so many media outlets pushing this concept? And can you even imagine this type of thing happening in the past? And the question, like, why didn't it happen in the past? Why in the 1950s was there nobody pushing for polyamorous relationships? Why were there no articles about how cheating on your husband was liberating and improved your life and was such a wonderful thing? Well, because the people that wrote that would have been lynched probably. Not saying things have gotten better. But also because this is how rot works, right? This is how this is how uh, degradation works. It happens slowly but surely. You can't start with polyamory. You start with little little hints at degeneracy, little hints at sexual deviancy. You sort of test the waters and see how far you can push it and get people used to it. Then you push a little farther and push a little farther, and soon enough. You've got the New York Times and the New York Post and the New Yorker and USA Today telling their readers that they should really try a polyamorous relationship. Knowing full well that such things, they don't exist. I'm telling you right now, they they don't exist. It doesn't, it's not a thing. It's not real. There's no such thing as a polyamorous relationship. There's a relationship between a man and a woman, and then there's everything else, right? That's just how it works. We're human beings. That's how we're wired. And it's just another aspect of uh, sort of overcoming your humanity. There's something distinctly human about mating for life and being jealous. Our relationships have no clothes have no moral obligation to infidelity. For me, sex is just sex. Why are they pushing this? As Whoopi Goldberg's View co-host guess, she has experience amid polyamory chat. She nods, I'm good like that. (laughs) Yeah, most people in polyamorous relationships, so-called, they look like Whoopi Goldberg. That's one thing. They find out if you look into the subculture, it is a subculture of the hideous and undesirable. Yeah, it's just, I mean, just basic immorality, right? Basic sickness. You're looking for the one. Those dating app users are looking for another one. Open relationship enthusiasts crash mainstream romance amps, creating confusion among those who prefer uh, monogamy. I do not want to be an accoutrement. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. An accoutrement. A poison. I don't want to be a poison to the actual relationship. So again, is this just, uh, this all just happen all of a sudden? Bunch of different, totally unrelated, distinct and individual people woke up on exactly the same day and they all went, I'm going to write a story about threesomes. Now, this is like a push. This is... A psycholo- they've reached some psychological line that the memo went out like, okay, we can push this now. All right, we can put we've, – we've degenerated and degraded the morality of America enough that we can now push this openly and people won't burn our building down. So 
congratulations to them, I guess. Again, the the degradation is the, the thing behind this. The reason why we've gotten to this point is because the people that are pushing this stuff, that are destroying the morals of everyone, uh, are doing it deliberately, on purpose, willingly, willfully. I would be willing to bet a huge amount of money that nobody writing these articles is in a polyamorous relationship. Nobody. Every one of them is celebratory of the polyamorous relationship. Every one of them is designed specifically to insinuate into the mind of its readers that polyamory is something thrilling and fun and there's no risk. And, you know, if you don't do this, then you're really a, a prude and a, a, you're backwards. You're not progressive and enlightened like all of us at the orgy, right? It's like Fall of Rome type of stuff. But this happened uh, – I don't even know how to find this article. But there, there was an article by the like editor of the Vanity Fair or something. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the, uh, the details. But essentially, I mean it's, it's easy to understand. Basically, there, there was a woman's magazine, Love, Liberty, and the Pursuit of uh, Polyamory, a look under the covers of non-monogamy and its burgeoning civil rights battle. It's a civil rights battle. These people need to be stopped. Imagine being the spouse of one of those authors. You, you come home, you're like, hey, you know, how, how was work today? Oh, yeah, you know, just rough day at the office. Had, you know, 10,000 worder. You know, editor loved it, though. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, let me let me take a quick uh, quick peek at the article. Oh, oh. Yeah, the article is just, uh, it's, it reads open like a... relationships, like, the, the, the merits of an open... Okay, all right. Reads like uh, some of the Bernie Bernie uh, Sanders fiction that we've seen him come out with. I've got to go uh, meet with the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I got to go meet with the lawyer. It's, uh, I mean, I don't even want to like argue this. It's just uh, I'm just making a statement here. This is sick and wrong and perverted and destructive and should not be allowed in this society. Oh, but my civil right. No, no, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You're a, you're a poison. You're a, we need, we need that strong, that Sean Strickland. Like that needs to be a, like an audio cue that we have where he's just like, you are an infection. These people are an infection. They're a mental illness that spreads. They're, they're contaminous. They're contaminated. They're, they're a poison that's self-perpetuating. They have to be stopped. They have to be shut up. They have to be opposed in all of this because this is sick. And the more this is, is poured on the American populace, the more people will succumb to it. And this is not something that you can just do. I mean, I can read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Polyamorous relationship. I'm telling you. Uh, here's what I'll say. There has never ever been an attractive person in a polyamorous relationship it's never happened so if you're in a polyamorous relationship it's just admitting you're ugly and boring probably you probably have nothing else interesting about you you're probably not enough to fulfill another person it's like a it's like an admission of defeat it's an admission of um weakness in a lot of ways 
it's sick and wrong and uh, and bad. And again, the thing is that the way they push this, like the one you just saw, where it's like she had a sexual adventure and found herself. So this is specifically designed for unhappy people, specifically designed to target people that are unhappy or uncomfortable in their current situation. What they need is love and attention and things that are good for them. They need people who actually care about them. Instead, what they're getting is people who don't care about them telling them, yeah, maybe you should try. Have you tried heroin? Have you tried it just once? You can just try it once. Like they're being – and so the more this gets pushed out, the more it gets seeded into people's subconscious, the more they become okay with it. And it's true. A lot of, a lot of people's you know, interactions or their, their actions – are limited by social shame. So they're trying to tear down the social shame, try and tell people, no, it's really cool and awesome actually to be in a polyamorous relationship. That makes you like like glamorous and like exciting and adventurous. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. I'm telling you right now, when somebody goes, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, everybody else, all the normal people go, ooh. Nobody's sitting there going, oh, I wish I was in a polyamorous relationship. Nobody thinks it's cool. Nobody thinks it's glamorous. And by the way, trying it once, there's about a 90% chance your long-term relationship ruined forever. I'll just tell you that right now. You can go – Reddit has a, has a forum. I can't remember which, I can't remember which forum it was because it's so long ago. Like story after story, people being like, we thought it'd be fun. And now we're divorced. I can't ever look at my husband the same way again. Every time I see him, I hear her moans. It's just awful. Just don't do it. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B-complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells. And then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. record of the hearts and minds of the American people. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Yeah, well, I got a little distracted there, and I, I wish I could find this article because I used to bring it up quite a bit. I just can't remember, I can't remember the necessary like details I need to, to search for it. I can't remember if it was Vanity Fair or some other... women's magazine but basically it was the editor of this women's magazine after she'd retired feeling immense guilt about the lifestyle she'd pushed on her readers and and like wrote this whole article being like here we were 
writing article after article after article about being single. You know, it was like the sex in the city lifestyle uh, encouraging. And of course, the sex in the city writer, the head writer of sex in the city came out saying, I deeply regret, you know, pursuing a business in my 20s. I deeply regret not having kids. She tried to freeze her eggs and it didn't work out. So she was left childless. And she's like, not only can I not believe that I wasted my life making this stupid TV show, but this TV show, God not only knows how many women it convinced that they could have this glamorous freewheeling lifestyle throughout their 20s and then settle down later and have kids like it, but it doesn't happen for everybody. It's actually a huge risk you're taking. So she felt really terrible about this. Cosmo Rider, was this? Yeah, Her okay. Yes, Sue yes. Ellen Browder. The crew once again comes through. Former Cosmo Rider dishes on how the magazine lied to women to sell feminism. Sue Ellen Browden is a former writer for Cosmopolitan. She authored the book. The Browder. Book, Browder. She authored the book Subverted, How I Helped the Sexual Revolution Hijack the Women's Movement. So yeah, throughout this article, she talks about how she didn't believe anything she was writing. And nobody in the office believed anything she was writing. She's like, here we are writing story after story about how great it is to be single, how you don't need a man, how women should focus on their career. Meanwhile, everybody at the magazine, herself included, got married young, had kids, were very happy with their husbands, didn't cheat on their husbands, and yet they're writing article after article after article encouraging all of the things they don't do. It's like uh, you know, the black community in rap music. You've got these rappers like Lil Wayne or anybody else. They go to college. They get a degree. They're like business savvy, and then they make music where they're encouraging people to just waste their lives, ruin their lives, just do nothing but crime and drugs. And, you know, they, they know. They know what they're doing because they don't live these lives. I guarantee you all the people writing articles about how great it is to be polyamorous, and they're not polyamorous. I don't think so. I, I seriously doubt it. If they are, then it's sort of this, you know uh, – Misery loves company type of thing. They want more people to be polyamorous so they don't feel so weird. Sex and the City writer Candace Bushnell, 60, admits she regrets choosing a career over having children, and now she's, quote, truly alone. The TV series is based on a writer who chooses independence over motherhood. A hero. You want to be cool? You want to be glamorous and progressive and sexy? Oh, just waste your life. Just waste your life away. Just spend the most important years of your life flitting from one meaningless contact to the next making money for some big wig in new york sex in the city so again this is just and i mean scott adams put something out today he said, thought experiment. Imagine one American state implementing nothing but mainstream Republican policies while mainstream Democrat policies are implemented in another one, both without objection. Describe what both states look like in 25 years. Now, most people would, like if you're on the left, you're going to come up with some sort of just insane, nonsensical Republican caricature. You're going to say that, you know, the Republican state would, would end up looking like Hands made, handmaid's tale where it'd be like in the Republican state, women wouldn't be allowed to go outside and they would be they would be tied down and forced to be impregnated and black people would be slaves. And it's just like, OK, if you actually if you actually want to know how this would look, you don't have to go geographically, go linearly. What the world would look like with Republicans in charge is the 1950s when conservatives were in charge. 
If you want to see what the world looks like with liberals in charge, you can look around at the chaos and the mess and the misery we're surrounded by now. It's not that complicated. We'll be right back with your phone calls. Don't go to- Breaking through the censorship barrier, one truth at a time. You're listening to The American Journal. got to your phone calls this segment and beyond just still some open lines if you want to call in 1-877-789-2539 1-877-789-2539 give us a call now here on american journal any and all topics also maybe you have a uh, an answer or a guess or a some a comment about this uh what's his name scott adams Idea. Imagine one American state implementing nothing but mainstream Republican policies while mainstream Democrat policies are implemented in another state, both without objection. Describe what both states look like in 25 years. Again, without taking the caricature of either side, I think it's pretty obvious what these states would look like. And this inspired uh, my tweet earlier today when I said it's not Democrat versus Republican. It's or rather it's not Republican versus Democrat. It's normal versus aberrant the the typical traditional border like baseline republican belief is literally just normal it's just normal it's just not perverted and weird and aberrant and novel and untested it's just the stuff that humanity has been doing for a thousand years that works because it works and it works better than any other system Normal, it's a man and a woman and a child, nice little family, or multiple children, hanging out with the grandparents, going to church, going to work, making a nice little house for themselves. It's just normal. It's just all very normal, protecting your border, letting people in but not illegally, punishing crimes, protecting the innocent from the criminals. It's all very normal. This is all very normal. The the aberrant and abhorrent dichotomous opposition to this is the the weird the bizarre the untested the stupid the nonsensical that's the left it's open borders it's crime wave after crime wave as criminals are given chance after chance it's kids going to school dressed up in the anthropomorphic fetish gear of psychopaths it's gross it's weird it's gross it's untenable it's unsustainable in fact the only reason that america's existed at all is because of this very large contingent of americans who refuse to bend to the progressive demands and has actually maintained normalcy and regular functioning of the system without us liberals have nothing i mean what's the where would you rather live, a place with low taxes or high taxes? Where would you rather live, a place where your elementary school teachers telling your kids about how George Washington didn't chop down the cherry tree or teaching kids about their preference in dildos? I mean, this is all very obvious. One side is normal, traditional, logical, good. The other side 
is just whatever they can get away with. So if they're the only ones running things, I mean, imagine if liberals got everything that they wanted. Yesterday, the the illiterate moron who didn't understand that pulling a fire alarm would set off a fire alarm, Bauman, Representative Bauman, just demanded $14 trillion in reparations. $14 trillion in reparations. They demand affirmative action. They demand reparations. They demand open borders. They demand no police. So just imagine if they got everything they wanted, if Republicans got everything they wanted, it'd be like no abortions and like low taxes and you wouldn't be able to discriminate against white people, like just very normal stuff. If the left gets everything they want, it's like they're going to take all your money. Give to everybody that doesn't work, doesn't do anything. They're going to open your border and infinite numbers of foreigners are going to flood your country and drain its resources like we saw in Denver. $134 million in hospital bills unpaid in a single year. (laughs) So they're not going to have hospitals for very long, right? They're not going to have airplanes for very long. They're not going to have anything after a little while. The only reason we have these things still is because the psychopath progressive cultural arsonist weirdos are held back in some regard by the normal people who just make everything run and function and work so again if you want to if you want to figure out what the world would look like if one group of people stuck to conservative values and one group of people stuck to liberal values it's not a matter of geography it's a matter of time and you could the, the red state would be the 1950s and the liberal state would be the, ni- the 2030s. And you can tell me which one you'd rather live in. You can let me know where you'd rather be in the normal, family-centered, virtuous, decent world or the trash, zombie, tranked out, drug-addled, sexually perverted, madness world of polyamory and furries, and crime, and illegal immigration, and disease. So, I mean, we, and the answer's right there. You don't even have to speculate, honestly. <laughs> so there's your answer, Scott. There's your answer, Mr. Adams. And just finishing up with this, he says, My hypothesis is that Republicans can predict the future with eerie precision, while Democrats would have to change the subject or try to convince you their state would be fine. Keep in mind that migrants would flood only Democratic state in unlimited numbers. All rich people would move out to get lower taxes. Poor people would move in to get better benefits. No industry would enter. The tax base would plunge. Schools would become underfunded. Crime would surge. And race discrimination against white males would be the law. You know what would happen is that the, the, leftist, would, the leftist state would collapse completely. Then they would immediately blame it on the other state. Not that that makes any sense, but not that it ever does, right? But they would say, you know, this is because those those danged fascists aren't giving us what they want, and they would invade the the red state and try to take it over. That's the only thing that would happen. I mean, think about uh, what's happening in California as it's hemorrhaging population and is actually punishing that population by saying, if you want to leave our state, we're going to tax you. Like, they would have to start doing stuff like that. You don't even you don't really need to speculate. You can literally just look around. You can look around. There is a geographic reality to this. And the states that are red states are doing better. 
plain and simple. That's all. We Americans like to think there's a big philosophical difference between Republicans and Democrats. It's probably just a difference in understanding how anything works from math to human motivation, which is partly explained by Democrats skewering younger and partly explained by their new sources being corrupt. See, I, th- I think that's wrong. I think it has to do with morality. I think it has to do with understanding that there is a real truth, like um, an incontrovertible truth, a, a truth itself that exists, that's out there. And immorality and honor it has a lot to do with honor as well. And we live in a world that was built by people who had honor with high trust societies. Knowing that you could actually give power to somebody and that they would understand that their immortal soul was worth more than the power that they had. And that it was their responsibility and obligation to behave in a virtuous and moral way, not because it benefits them, but because it's just the right thing to do. So like he brings up math and human motivation. Like math is a great example. The, the moral thing is just to go math is math. That's it. Some people can do it. Some people can't, if you can't do it. You don't pass the class. The liberal idea is like, well, but they tried, so give them an A. Oh, but too many black people are failing, so we can't grade them anymore. This is insane. This is immoral. To me, this is a moral issue more than anything else. And it's, it's a logical issue as well because all of what we believe is borne out by science in reality. What they believe is fantasy, madness. We think everything will just continue as normal when you're choosing people based on their race rather than their capabilities. That is both immoral and illogical. Democrats are stupid. I guess the big takeaway here, we're surrounded by morons. It's our responsibility to stop giving them power. I'll stop rambling. Let's go to uh, Mario in New York. Mario in New York, thank you for calling in. Thank you for holding you say there was a stabbing at Randall's Island, and Randall's Island is the uh, migrant camp in New York where uh, our friend from uh, – what's, uh, what's his account name? Info, Info Uncensored, something like that, who came on and filmed uh, – he actually broke in. He ran past all of the guards to film the inside of the migrant center. That was on Randall's Island. We were just blown away by the sheer scale of this camp. I mean tents. They're bigger than stadiums and $100,000 generators by the dozen. Colonies. They're building colonies in America for foreigners to occupy with your money. Okay? So, Mario, thank you for calling in. Line number two. You are soon to be on the air, guys. Mario on line two. Guys. Sorry, Mario. There's a miscommunication happening. There you go. Okay, now you're on the air. Thanks for calling in, Mario. You're on the air. Yeah, what's going on, Smith? How's everything? Good, good. How are you? All right. Yeah, uh, it's, we're getting some excitement over here in New York right now. I don't know. Like I said, they had like a little incident at the, uh, the Randall's Island with an immigrant area. Mm-hmm. They had, uh, well, it's on Citizen Island. I mean, it was on Citizen. Uh, 18 people got arrested. It was a stabbing. It was like an uproar, they said. And that happened yesterday around 4 o'clock. 
at Randall's Island. And that island, I don't know if you know, to come in and out, you go over a bridge to go into Manhattan. You could walk over. So they had a little situation where the immigrants were coming over. It is completely insane. I, you know, and I talk about this story all the time, but I mean, if this doesn't illustrate absolutely everything that's wrong with the situation, only 2% of the 140,000 migrants who went to New York have applied for work permits. So it's not like they're out there like desperate for work and, you know, going, look, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to work. I want to build America. 98% of them haven't even bothered to apply for, they are here with the intention of living off of our largesse for as long as they can. And then maybe they'll just go back once we like run out of stuff to give them. But like, this is, there's no, there's no reason why any country would allow this. If it's not like a deliberate attempt to destroy our own population. It's sick. Well, think about that. I mean, really? That's life in New York right now, and that's what the situation we're in. So I guess it's going on all over because, like I said, they're coming in. They're not happy right now. I mean, really? I mean, at least they got a place to stay. I guess they're not happy about that, you know? I mean, what else can you do? Man, and the scale of this, I mean, honestly, the scale is the most mind-blowing thing. And we're actually going to go in the next hour, in the first five minutes, I'll show a, a Tucker Carlson short where he breaks down a lot of this and shows some of the hidden camera footage of people who have snuck into these migrant shelters. But when you just think about the amount of money that we're spending, every one of these guys gets legal representation to argue their case that they're asylum seekers, even though they're not, and we know they're not. Every single one of them gets a place to say there are dozens of these col- literal colonies being built for foreigners on American land with American tax dollars to the tune of hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. And that's not even including the things like we covered earlier with going to the hospital and racking up $130 million in bills that eventually land on the American taxpayers. Because that's the situation we're in is either we don't give our money to pay for these people in which case the hospital has to shut down. We can't have a hospital anymore. I mean, a hospital can't survive $130 million unpaid bills in a single year. It has to shut down unless the government, a.k.a. the American taxpayer, comes in and foots the bill, the bill for these literal criminals that are just coming over and going to the hospital three or four times in a single year. I mean, just, just utter insanity. Mario and uh, New York Center seems to be sort of the epicenter or New York City seems to be sort of the epicenter of this. What is the attitude in New York? I mean, obviously, New York is like, oh. you know, and it is, you know, it is a cool city. It does have, I mean, a lot of its character comes from the various waves of immigrants that came over in the 1800s and 1900s. But those exactly. those waves of immigrants, I mean, they had to cross an ocean on a steamship to get here. There was, it wasn't an option that they could just like go back and nobody was giving them food for them to complain about. They knew they, if they got here, they either worked and made it or they died. Right. Like they, cause they couldn't even, they couldn't go, well, I tried my hand at, at America and it didn't work. So I'm hopping back on the steamship. Like they didn't have it. They didn't have anything. These were peasants from Italy. If they could pay their way to America, that was it. It was a, a life or death gamble they were making. And so they made it work by working. These people, are just going to, you know, they'll be here for as long as they can take advantage of us, and then they'll go home. I just, I wonder, what's the attitude that you're seeing in New York City? Are people getting sick of this? Are they speaking out about it? And what's, what's the attitude? Oh, oh, everybody's getting frustrated about the whole situation right now. I mean, I mean, it's getting crazy. Like I said, when they moved them from, I don't know if you remember the situation in Brooklyn, they came, they went in front of the school, 
but they ended up going to the school. Oh right, and yeah. that was a big uproar. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, you gotta understand, we have we have a lot. Of, I mean, we have our own immigrants that grew up in New York, right. all right? right, and it's totally different. And they realize that there's a difference between the new ones and now. They had to work. When you come into New, when you first had to come out, you had to have a family member that lived in the area. Mm-hmm. You had to get a job before you came over. Here, they just come over and get everything. I mean, it's 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 like I said, even the even the uh, the uh, prior the, uh, immigrants that lived in New York, they're pissed off because of what's going on. They didn't have it that easy. Of they course. had to work for it. They had to get. A, they had to work for everything. Right now, everything just handed to them. Right now, and that's and that's insane. And uh, they're upset too about the whole situation. So it's not us New Yorkers. They're upset. I mean, everybody. It doesn't matter who it is: black, white, Hispanic. Everybody's pissed off right now about the situation. Well, yeah. can you do? I can. No, I can. I, I imagine they'd yeah. be more pissed off than anybody else to do things the right way and be shafted. But again, it's what I said earlier in the show, right? The this exactly. whole, no, the right. whole society is like programmed to punish people for doing the right thing. It's like if you follow the exactly. law, if you take care of yourself, you are punished endlessly. If you just leech off the system, your life is great. I mean, it's it's so inverted. It's like they're purposefully trying to program people to understand that like being virtuous and doing the right thing and being self-sufficient and good will get you nowhere. We're a sick, inverted, perverted society at this point. Thank you so much for the call, Mario. I really, really did enjoy that. And I want to go now to um, uh, David in Iowa. David in Iowa, because I think maybe this is uh, along the same line of what we were just talking about with with Mario. Thanks for calling in. Uh, David, you're on the air. Hi. I appreciate being able to get through. So this has been bothering me for a few months now. I kept hearing about student loan forgiveness being an option, possibly on the table. And it was like, oh, well, maybe up to $20,000 worth. I kept hearing that. Well, I got a letter, uh, email from the, uh, well, it was directed from the Biden-Harris administration, not the people of the United States, but the Biden-Harris administration mm-hmm. uh, had, me, uh, had uh, paid off my loan. Well, uh, for several years, I've been on an income-based prepayment plan, and I've got about $90,000 worth of overhead uh, for related to getting my Bachelor of Psychology, and even though I've been working as a welder, and I'm a single parent. My wife passed away when, I was, when my daughter was three, oh, so I'm just trying to, trying to hang in there, right? And, and it's like a godsend for me to be, have that weight off my shoulders. But I'm, but my my next fear, my next thought was, oh my God, what does this mean? Right. What great lengths are they willing to go to buy my vote? Exactly. And uh, and then the the fear of, wow, what is this going to do to the economy uh, on a mass scale? I mean, and is this just a bailout of the education system? Is the education system ready to collapse? Well, it'd be a, it'd be a bailout of of the banks, right? It's a bailout of the the people that lent you money. That's wild. So you got ninety thousand dollars forgiven from your yeah, student loan? Yeah, yes, yes, and and I mean maybe it was. Maybe they got the interest knocked off and just paid the principal, and they, you know, maybe they did a little bargaining there. I don't know, but at least the principal, you know, so uh, it was every bit of eighty grand for sure. You know, uh, I had all, I had, I had all been, all everything was consolidated with one lender and and all that, and uh, uh, wow, no, I'm I'm like I, I'm speechless. I mean, you're exactly right. This is buying votes, right? 
just pure and simple. This is Biden and Harris saying, vote for us and we'll give you $90,000 essentially, right? Well, Don't and you- I've, been, I've been trying to reach out to different people, media sources, any, even candidates, like, do you want to hear this story? And, I, and I've, I've noticed that a lot of these sources uh, of they're putting out a lot of media out there, right, of communication, but they don't, they're very hard to reach. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm impressed that I was able to get through here with you guys. Uh, I wasn't sure how to reach out to you with a potential story, and so I'm grateful to have been able to get through. Wow. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this on the other side. We're about to have to go to break. And, okay. you know, I, I, I appreciate your attitude on it. Because it's like, you know, if anybody should have their student loan paid for, it sounds like you're the guy. It sounds like you got a useful degree. And even though you're not working in that uh, field, you weren't, you know, wasn't a a, a history of dance, you know, degree. And you're a single father and, you know, trying to raise a kid. Like, you should have her support. And you're not, like, sitting there going, I deserve this. I was tricked into getting a loan. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. The media's watchdog and America's voice. You're on the American Journal. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Caller just said he. Woke up one day to suddenly learn that he had $90,000 of student loans paid for by apparently the Biden administration. And again, he seems to recognize, you know, that this is uh, not right, right? Because he's a virtuous dude, even though he benefits from it. He's not sitting there going, yeah, good. Finally, I deserve this. He's going, what the hell? Who paid for this? You should be suspicious of a free lunch, especially since there is no such thing. And that just means that money's being taken from productive taxpayers and given to banks who made bad loans. It's a wealth transfer from the poorest Americans to the richest Americans, claiming to benefit the stupidest Americans who took out huge loans on degrees that have no productive value. Again, I'm not talking about our caller because he seems to not fit in this uh, category, but most of them do. It's just an, the most obvious bribe ever. Right, Vote for us and we'll give you $90,000 of other people's money. 
And this is just the, I guess it's just the death of virtue. And again, it just contributes to this, this idea. Yeah. Drinks are on the house and he's handing his bill to the taxpayers. Why are you handing me their bill? But it just, it goes to the theme of today's show. Doing the right thing is punished. Being responsible is punished in this country. Being irresponsible is rewarded. Not in a vague way, not in an accidental way. I legitimately feel like a victim of this. I mean, I made choices in my life to avoid having debt, to not be in a position where I needed, you know, the government to rob other citizens to pay for me. What a sucker I am, right? What, what a fool I am. I should, have, I should have just taken advantage of everybody. I should have just done the irresponsible thing. I should have just wasted four years of my life not working, but hanging out at college, partying and getting drunk. Then I would have been rewarded with a check for $100,000. Instead, like a fool, I worked. I made my own money. I charted my own path. Like a fool, now I'm on the hook for these other people who didn't make the right choice. And what, a, what a fool my wife's parents were, saving up year after year, decade after decade, scrimping and saving and avoiding big expenses they may have liked to save money to pay for the college outright. What idiots, right? How stupid. And they could have just taken advantage of everybody. They could have just done the irresponsible manipulative thing and it would have turned out better in the long run so again just everything that this government does incentivizes the worst behavior rewards the worst people and punishes and only doles out those rewards on the back of the people that made the right virtuous self-sacrificial choice It really sucks, honestly. So yeah, sorry you uh, you know are a veteran that fought for our country. You get to sleep outside in the snow. The migrant that arrived here yesterday with his entire family, he gets a room in the five-star hotel. You know, he broke our law, so he's rewarded. Oh, you're a, you're a young family struggling with your bills and your child gets sick? Well, you get slapped with a... Ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar hospital bill. The illegal immigrant just showed up yesterday, riddled with disease. He walks out of the hospital scot free, doesn't pay a dime. You fool, you fool for doing the right thing. You idiot for being responsible. That's what they're trying to program into everybody. They want to make you think that's not worth it to have virtue. It's just not worth it. Just incredible. And it goes on and on. With that, we go out to your uh, phone calls once again. Byron in New York uh, was talking about Trump and Elon. Go ahead, uh, Byron, you're on the air. Hi, how you doing? Uh, first, let me uh, say you guys are crazy good at what you do, first of all. Because every time I try to talk nationally... I, I totally lose my mind. You guys, like, are soldiers. 
Yeah, really. Well, thank you. I, I have the so, easiest uh, job here. So credit credit to the crew who uh, does the heavy lifting and doesn't get uh, the glory they deserve. I just sit here and ramble. So I got the easiest job in the world. But thank you for the compliment, Byron. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you guys are super great. Um, before I even get into Elon, and uh, um, I was I just wanted to kind of piggyback on what you were saying. I tried to pay a debt for my college at one time, and they wouldn't even let me. Really? They, they totally turned my money away. Yes. What? <laughs> They wouldn't even let me. They, they told me to wait until uh, the bill passed, and then they'll they'll get back to me and tell uh, tell um, what's going on now. I don't even know what actually is going on with it. I tried to pay it again, and they wouldn't. They're not taking my money. What? That sounds like a scam. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I they won't. Pay. I have, it's only two thousand dollars, and they won't take it. Huh. I've been trying to pay that back. <laughs> Interesting. Insane. That's very weird. That's one thing. <laughs> That's one thing. Uh, okay, I, and I just wanted to ask a question as far as uh, Elon and Trump, because I, I don't pay attention to this stuff like you guys. I'm trying to put my trust into somebody here. So, yeah. Have you ever heard these guys mention anything about the aerosol ejection programs? Yeah, that's like one of my biggest concerns, because I live in New York. We hardly get any sun out here. And I, I always, every time I call in, I called in before about this. I'm going to say it's just that every time I probably will call in, it will probably be about this. Uh, yeah, so, so the, uh, the, the uh, question uh, is, has Trump or Elon ever mentioned chemtrails? Not that I am aware of, and they should, especially you know when they're talking about climate change or, or World Economic Forum. <laughs> you know, like they, they should – they really should mention that the weather is being manipulated on a huge scale and has been – for decades uh, like i don't know how that's not a bigger part of the conversation when you talk about climate change as i as i like to okay, say that's all it is to hear kim trail <laughs> deniers are the flat earthers of climate change that makes sense of course it does of course it does weather manipulation not far-fetched it's a very real thing obviously you know it's so funny there was a a tweet a few days ago they got fact-checked and it was somebody saying, man, it looks like they've deployed HARP. And it was the Iowa caucus, and it was a, radi- it was a radar shot of you know, the, the area around where the Iowa caucus was being held. And you could see that the clouds were moving, and they almost seemed to hit an invisible barrier and go around this circular thing. So somebody posted this going, hmm, looks like a, a HARP is active in this area. And underneath it was this community note saying – uh, harp doesn't control the weather, sweetie. That's it's there for ionospheric, uh, you know, investigations. It does scientific research, and it's like no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Harp manipulates the weather. That's what it's for. That's why it was created. Why would you heat the ionosphere if not to control the weather? Can anybody answer me that? What what research would you be doing? I mean, you heat the ionosphere, creating a bubble creating a low pressure heated area meaning that the weather you know the the surrounding area is low pressure it's or the surrounding area is high pressure it's low pressure so you know gases move from low pressure could move from high pressure to low pressure it manipulates the weather that's what it's for it's the only reason for it to exist the question is whether it was being used right then now you can't say for sure it's being used right then or whether it's used on a continual basis to manipulate the weather for particular reasons whether it can create major weather effects like hurricanes and tornadoes that you can speculate on 
and I don't know if you can find the, the true answer, but a harp array is a high atmospheric uh, heating. It's a, it heats the ionosphere. And the only reason to do that is to manipulate the weather. Okay? Well, we'll be right back, folks. We have a commercial break here. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. No conversation about climate change is complete without mentioning. The very real, very large-scale weather manipulation that's going on around the world. None of it's secret. Well, actually, let me correct. Let me let me change that uh, statement. A lot of it is secret, but a lot of it's not. A lot of it's right out there in the open. Beijing hires 20,000 people for a new weather manipulation program. A UAE creates... Rain clouds in 103-degree weathers through cloud seeding. Strategic aerosol injections are a major program, the CIA tells us. Russia just tested its weather manipulation weapon. China is launching weather control machines across an area the size of Alaska. So if you're going to talk about climate change, if you're going to talk about global warming, if you're going to talk about any of these things, you have to mention that this is happening. What is HARP? Iowa Cox's weather control conspiracy theory explained. A snowstorm that threatens to affect voting in Monday's Iowa caucus was caused by some former defense 
uh, Department research equipment, according to a conspiracy theory on social media. Some have claimed that the high-frequency active auroral research program system in Gakona, Alaska, was being used to prevent Donald Trump supporters from voting. Okay. Oh, my God. The way they, they manipulate things. There is a harp array in Alaska. But there are lots of harp arrays around the country, or at least I know of at least three. I know of one in Washington State. I know of one in uh, Alaska, and I believe there's one in um, Alabama, if I'm not mistaken, which actually has an extremely high uh, amount of, of like scientific research goes on in Alabama. You don't expect it, but they're like on the forefront of engineering in a lot of ways. So HARP, the only reason HARP exists is to manipulate the weather. So that's not a conspiracy theory. That's why it was built. It heats the ionosphere. You know, one of the things that they think is that uh, it could actually be used to create earthquakes because what it does is you heat the ionosphere and it creates a bubble over the area that's being heated. And then if you shut it off, all that atmosphere comes crashing back down to earth and can actually shake the earth underneath it. That's the way that people suspect the uh, earthquake in Turkey last year was caused. Is that a wild conspiracy theory? You tell me why the Harper Ray exists. You tell me what it's for. That doesn't have to do with weather manipulation. You tell me why there's a strategic aerosol injection program with airplanes spraying chemicals into the sky. You tell me if they're not doing weather modification, why do we have article after article talking about weather modification? Let's say the original purpose was to analyze the ionosphere and investigate the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio communications and surveillance. Yeah, it's to heat the ionosphere, to manipulate the weather. That's what it's for. That's the reason it exists. So whether it was used in Iowa or not, who's to say? We'd have to find a harp array in the area. You can't control the weather in Iowa from Alaska except in a very tangential way because obviously we are in an enclosed, largely enclosed system here on Earth, which I do believe is round, believe it or not. And uh, – so any, anywhere you affect weather in one place, it affects weather in, in other places, but... Round it, but flat? What's that? Round but flat? Round but flat. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a bulbous sort of shape. No, it's round. I'll tell you one thing. If I sincerely thought the earth was flat, I would dedicate my whole life to breaking out. This is what I don't understand. If you really think the earth is flat, if you think there's an ice wall, or if you think that there's land beyond... The ice wall. If you think that we're enclosed in a dome, I mean, I would be, I would be Truman. I would be doing everything I could to break out desperately. That's why I wonder if people really, really believe the earth is flat. Because how can you believe the earth is like that? That essentially means you think you're being kept in a cage. Why not break out? Why not try to break out? I know some people who are flat earth. I mean, that's why I said the. And people didn't like it on Twitter, but like the one flat earther I really respect is the dude who strapped himself to a rocket. He unfortunately died, but he was like, he was like, no, we're, you know, we're in a dome and I'm going to prove it. He built a homemade rocket and he launched himself to try to escape. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. I'm doing, I'd be like a rat in a cage, desperate to escape like Truman. I'd be bashing myself against the ice wall, trying to break out. Maybe that's just me. I wouldn't even care if other people knew, right? I wouldn't dedicate my time to like trying to make people aware that the earth was flat. I'd prove it. I would go to the edge and I would break out 
and I'd discover what else was out there. You can't stop me. Nobody can stop me. So why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Uh, that it just doesn't make any sense to me. You think we're in a dome, but you're not trying to break out? Why? You think you're in a prison, but you're just hanging out? That's weird. I don't get it. Uh, I want to show some videos here from uh, – oh, you know, we're running out of time. We'll, we'll do this in the, we'll do videos from the World Economic Forum in the second hour, some very, very powerful videos. We'll go to phone calls for now. Jody in Harris County, a.k.a. Houston. Thanks for calling in. Jody, you're on the air. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Owen and uh, how – how is he going to come back to a censorship system that it sent him to prison? Uh, how How is he going to actually go and report things without being censored? Infowars.com. Infowarsstore.com. Band.video. I mean, he, he has his platform. He has the war room. Massive audience. Uh, he's back on Twitter. Uh, I mean... I don't really it understand. seems like every system, though, every time you get on some rumble, rumble's great, but but every time something, if censorship starts hitting, it starts hitting, and it starts going, and then pretty soon, yeah, you're you're off the system. Mm-hmm. Well, or you know what what X does now is it just crushes your reach, and you know some people are reporting on this day by day where they they're showing like very distinctly, and it, it happened to me too. To me, it happened all at once. I was getting just millions of views on my tweets. I was getting tens of thousands of people following me a day or like, you know, every couple of days. And then it just dropped off, dropped off dramatically. The, the number of people, you know, seeing my tweets, the number of people following, it just, it was, I mean, somebody flipped a switch at Twitter. So I wasn't banned. I wasn't censored, but my reach was crushed. And now people are showing that day after day, they'll show like, their views are getting or their their tweets are getting two million views, and then the next day they get one million views, and the next day they get half a million views, and the next day they get a quarter million views. So the censorship what they've discovered is that censorship backfires. And so if they want to censor and and silence people, the best way for them to do it is as subtly as possible. And to just just very quietly and and slightly diminish your reach over time so that eventually you really think like, man, I'm not popular anymore. Man, my tweets used to get so many you know, likes. Nobody likes what I'm saying anymore. Maybe, maybe I need to change what I'm saying. They, need to, they want you to think that you're doing something wrong, so you change the way that you do things without just censoring you outright and making everybody aware that you're being censored. So people do still get censored, as we just said. Autumn Groyper, uh, Nick Fuentes' account just got uh, banned outright. But even that, it's like... Okay, I guess technically ban evasion is a thing. We can you know argue about that or whatever. But uh, so you know that that's not quite as as arbitrary as it used to be. But uh, but yeah, censorship is still very much a real thing. Obviously, we covered the story yesterday, showing even more insane amounts of censorship. Um, the Biden administration paying activist groups to censor people and to create pop- propaganda. So it's still very much a real thing. The thing is, we can overcome it. We can defeat it. Through our strength of numbers, through activism and going and getting on social media and resharing content because whether they like it or not, when you reshare something and it goes out to your followers and they reshare it and it goes out to their followers, you can actually overcome the suppression that they are pushing on everybody. And of course, you can create alternative systems like Nick Fuentes did with uh, Cozy and uh, with his Telegram 
And like America, uh, like uh, InfoWars did with Band.Video and InfoWars.com and InfoWarsStore.com. So, I mean, this, is, this was the foresight of Alex Jones to foresee what was coming, foresee the censorship that would come down on all of us, to even foresee that relying on not just big tech, but even like donations and, and you know, payment processors would also be unreliable. So we created the InfoWars store because as fallen as America has become, they still rely on capitalism. They st- we still have to have that little capitalistic element to our nature, to our uh, nation that allows business to continue and allows all the funds that the government needs to pay for all their programs. They need capitalism. So Alex took advantage of that and said, look, if I sell products and people want products, there's nothing they can do to stop the people who want the products from buying my products. So InfoWarsStore.com, it's not just a place that funds InfoWars, which it is, and it's the only place that funds InfoWars. It's a weapon system to defeat the censorship, and it has been incredibly successful. So they can kick all of us off social media. We'll still have Band.Video. We'll still have InfoWars as long as you go to InfoWarsStore.com, and that's how we defeat censorship once and for all. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, This survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Colloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com.